I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What if you're someone else, Isaac Harris? What if I what if I was what? What if you were someone else? I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. Who would you be no. if you could be anyone else in the world? Oh my gosh, I have no earthly clue. You know what? I wouldn't want to be anybody because this is who God made me. And then I wouldn't be. With I would be Adam Sandler. He's got life kids. figured out. <laughs> I actually do want to ask you about something that happened when you were gone. So actually, it might have been on the tail end of when you got back. the The online debate over LeBron's celebration at his kids' games should this have been a thing? Is this like was it? I just want to hear your your opinion on it. Was it overblown? It, what about it? So you're asking about LeBron at his a, at his son's AAU game, not even like his high school game, like his school game or anything like that, like his AAU game, which are very relaxed environments, and people do all kinds of crazy stuff. And he gets in the layup line and he dunks. In the la- yes. He gets in the layup line with the other kids on the team and then – Talks to some kids afterwards and all and things like that. And people were saying that he was He was celebrating coming on the court like yeah. during the game sometimes you know, whatever. Who if you've never been to an AAU game, that's that's how you would respond. Because not every single game is like the NBA where it's like all buttoned up and you have to do things a certain way, and media has to get off the court thirty minutes before the game, you know, things like that. It's not all like that. This is an AAU game where where things are really relaxed. There's really only volunteers that are kind of patrolling the courts. I've worked at a lot of uh, Adidas Gauntlet AAU events, and there's like there's literally just volunteers that are the people that tell people to get off the courts. The refs, I guess, kind of do that, but the coaches are focused on you know their players and and controlling things like that. And parents just can do anything. I mean, you could just you could walk across the court during a game, and no one would really say anything to you. <laughs> there's there's usually a ton of games going on at once. No issue with this with LeBron. No issue, and it's going to be something that kids and everybody in in attendance can say that they they saw LeBron dunk, you know, in cargo shorts and that he was, you know, in a layup line with them. I mean, that that's just who cares what he's, you know, what what he's doing. That's going to be a memory for everybody forever. Yeah. I'm actually I'm in the exact, exact same boat that you're in. I, I I don't see I didn't understand it at all. Like there are people it became a talking point for like national sites yeah. and the fact that in like different podcasts and the fact that I think one, it's the offseason, yeah, but then you know, LeBron is this polarizing figure in sports. But I just didn't get it. Like, heck yes. I would much rather him be excited at his son's game. Is does he go overboard sometimes and do, he knows that he's getting attention and he like that that's just who like I get that. That's who he is. And yeah, sure. Do I care? No. I, I think I mean these I know he his son is growing up in a Completely different than most kids out there because his dad is LeBron James. It's but still, kid. but th- <laughs> yeah, but this is what we want parents to be. I not to get like super deep in like 
emotional about it, but like I like I, I served at this like uh, nonprofit organization here in Dallas with uh, mentoring fatherless boys in Dallas. And guys, I've seen kids literally cry because they don't know who their dads are or they wish their dads were at their football games. I've went to games with my wife before and th- these kids don't have anybody like no dads or nothing there. And like I see the pain in some of these kids out. They would die to have a dad out there cheering like that and coming on the court and all that different stuff. So when I see that, I've always like I've been critical about LeBron, like on the court type of guy in the NBA, but off the court, I, I, Yes, he is amazing when it comes to what he what he does with his family, business side, and all that stuff. It, it just it honestly kind of made me mad that people were making that big of a deal about it. Because hats off, bro. I'm glad that he's there. I'm glad that he's excited about it. And to each their own, man. I, I just yeah, I thought it was stupid, and I actually like it. It was kind of a straw man argument because it felt like only Jason Whitlock was saying that he was using it to promote his own brand, and it was kind of that was kind of the only person I saw that had a negative opinion about it. And so at that point it's like, oh, he's I mean, he just I saw a barstool person was getting Oh, oh you did. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been wrong it's... about things in the past. Never. Never. All right. Really pr- promoting his brand? LeBron needs to promote his brand at an AAU at game. An AAU Come, game? On. Come on. Stop. Really? Uh if anything he's promoting his son's brand, right? Like Yes. He's he's out there he's out there using his platform of who he is to promote his son, which is hey. All right, on the podcast today, we're diving into the what if. We're doing what if Wednesdays. Um this Wednesday, we're doing what if the Mavs did not acquire Luka Doncic. This is the darkest timeline, Isaac. We're going Whoa. down the darkest timeline with this. Um so we're diving into the what ifs, asking all the big questions. What if the Mavs didn't trade for Luka? Where does Luka go? Who do the Mavs draft in 2018 instead? Where do the Mavs finish in 2019? Where do they draft in 2019? Uh, who are they targeting once we figure out their draft position? And then what does the team look like uh, coming into to this year uh, that hasn't been played yet? So those are the big questions we're going to ask. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's dive into the what if, the darkest timeline. What if Luka Doncic wasn't a Dallas Maverick? Hmm. All right, Isaac. So let's start this off. What if the Mavs didn't make the trade for Luka Doncic? Where do you think Luka goes? So the Mavs don't make the trade. We're back to the 2018 draft. Yeah, let's set the stage of where the roster is at for the for for Dallas because we've mentioned this before about just where Dallas came from and where they were at two years ago. Heading into that Luka draft, literally, it was we were coming off the Dennis Smith Jr. rookie season. We had Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews, um, <laughs> the Nerland stuff. Uh, he was about to uh, do his thing, uh, but like <laughs> you know, Dirk was still around. It, you know, they made a trade for Doug McDermott, but then you know McDermott is obviously about to leave in free agency. So like, as far as future goes, everything hinged on Dennis Smith Jr. And there were still mixed opinions. You know, we were still optimistic. Hey, he's going to be good. Like he's going to be fine. But going into the draft, Dallas had this fifth pick in the draft. We knew that Dallas loved Luka, but, man, you didn't think he was going to last till five. There were some rumors at the time that he could slip to them five, but you just didn't think you know think so at all. So, yeah, I mean, heading into draft night, everybody was – I mean, we, we did all of these draft profiles. Hopefully, that's the most 
draft coverage that we'll ever have on this podcast <laughs> because we won't uh, be in the top for a while, hopefully. How many so, profiles uh, do you think we did? Man. Oh, my gosh. We, we dedicated so much Mo Bamba content and <laughs> all, the, all those guys. Um, so, you, so you bring up Mo Bamba, and we'll talk about who they would – um, who they would draft in a minute. We'll talk about that. But who drafts Luka if the Mavs don't get him? So the t- 2018 draft, uh, I feel like if the Hawks couldn't get Trey Young, they were going to they're gonna just draft Luka. I feel like that's the way it was going to go. Or maybe they just draft Trey Young at three. That would be wild, though. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it became pretty clear early on that, you know, Phoenix wanted DeAndre Ayton, which was kind of mind-boggling a little bit because (laughs) yeah to us because they just hired Igor Kokoskov and you know obviously the the ties to Luka and the national team and all that stuff uh but we had you know we had Tony Ronzoni on this pod gosh I don't know how long ago when he was talking about the draft and he said yeah and he he was talking about you know Igor how he just didn't have that much pull in the franchise at that point he just got hired in, in Phoenix so then it came came down to Sacramento and that was kind of a question mark. You didn't know what they wanted, but even Tony on our, on our pod said that you know they'd heard that Sacramento wasn't that interested in him, and they wanted to go the more big route. So they went with Bagley, and that's when hey Atlanta really liked Trey Young, you know. But how much did they like him? And Dallas obviously wanted Luca. So I think the only way Dallas obviously doesn't end up with Luca is if you know Atlanta takes him at three. Maybe Memphis, but let's just say for the sake of this podcast, Atlanta takes Luca at three. Yes, yeah, so then Memphis probably still takes Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, and then Dallas yeah. is up at five. I don't think they're going to take Trey Young. Um, so who who they take in twenty eighteen? We thought that they would take Mo Bamba, but everything that we've heard after the draft, it sounded like they really liked Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, yeah, Dallas did like uh, Wendell Carter Jr. a lot, and uh, I think Carlisle even opened up a little bit on it. Gosh, I think it was after the draft at some point, and you know when I guess whenever Chicago came to town, maybe that first time, and he talked a little bit about Carter and how they liked him a lot. He would have, he might have even came out and said, you know, straight out, he would have been the pick. Uh, if that you know if he was there at five and we didn't move up for Luca, but yeah, I mean if I had to pick any of those guys that I think Dallas would have taken, I think they would have taken Carter at five if they didn't get Luca. So that's who the Mavs are taking in in 2018. How do you how do we feel about that pick? I think we probably would have taken Bamba instead of Wendell Carter, but we, when we talked about Carter, I mean we, we did a whole profile on him too. Uh, he was being he was being compared to Al Horford just in the sense that he's a big that could kind of do a lot of things. Uh, it was kind of, I mean, that was kind of an exciting pick. Um, if you really think about it, just on the basketball side, it was a really good fit with Dennis Smith Jr. Fits with Harrison Barnes and all that. I mean, it fit the team at the time. Uh, Wes Matthews still there. Uh, Maxie and Dwight, he could play with either of those guys. And so um, I would have been fine with that, but obviously, man, that, that would have been way more depressing than the, the outcome that actually happened. Oh my gosh! I mean, one, I was never that high on on Carter. <laughs> I mean, being the Dookie, that's true. Uh, I was just, higher on him than you. Yeah, I was never uh, all in on uh, Wendell, and yeah, I would have took Obama too. And looking back on a lot, you know, some people's looking at it saying, "Oh my gosh, like Carter's the much better pro- you know, prospect than Bamba." And I, I wouldn't say don't don't count out Bamba completely yet. I don't. I think it's too early for him, um, but. <sighs> 
I mean, we would have sold ourselves on it. It wouldn't have been as as sexy moving yeah. forward. But there's a lot of things that we'll talk about here in a little bit, like how how does things play out at that point. But I mean, what a difference though, heading into that season of saying, "Hey guys, Dennis and Window Carter Jr." Let's go. Let's go. I mean, and that's. I mean, at that point. You're hoping one of them becomes something special, uh, because even last year, uh, Carter. I mean, people bring up Bamba, but Bamba played three more games than Carter last year. Carter only played 44 games. Bamba played 47. But, um, yeah, Carter would have fit theoretically on the roster, like he would have fit, like you said, on paper. But and we would have just waited it out, really. But it wouldn't have been as fun. No, oh, definitely not. And so then, if Luca's on Atlanta, Jaron's still in Memphis. The Mavericks take Wendell Carter. Does Orlando go with Trey Young at that point? Or do they still take Bamba? Oh, gosh. I don't know. That's the question. Trey Young does not have a long wingspan. And and uh, John Hammond, the executive in Orlando, really likes long wingspans. That's like his thing. I don't think he lasts past Chicago, though, seven. That, yeah, man. Because then you're looking at, you know, Trey or- Young and marketing and stuff. But... I think I think in hindsight, the funny thing is to look at it is, you know, what if Dallas didn't take Wendell, and what if they did take Trey Young, which they they probably you know probably not, but just the fact that it's funny because Trey Young wore a Dallas hat on draft night, yeah. you know, because they obviously gave the 2019 pick up to move up to get Luca, so looking back on it, they. Theoretically, they could have had Trey Young and their 2019 pick. Right, we'll talk and, about that. Yeah, yeah. So what? What the combination of Trey Young and that pick compared to Luke and all that stuff? I mean, you obviously take Luca hands down every time, ten out of ten times. But it's still an alternate universe that you're like, man, that's crazy that they could have went that route too. But it looked like all signs were pointing to Wendell Carter at that fifth spot, though. So the team is is Wendell Carter Jr., Harrison Barnes, Wendell, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., two juniors. Then um, where do we think the Mavs finish in 2019? So they finished when they had Luka. This is this past season. They had 33 wins, 49 losses. They made all the crazy trades um, that they made to get Porzingis. They're definitely worse than 33 wins, right? Because – Let's say Wendell plays the same amount of games. Let's say he plays, plays what did he play, like 44, 45 games. So how many games does this team win? Because they, they probably don't make the trade with Dennis Smith Jr. So Dennis Smith Jr. is still on the team. Harrison Barnes probably doesn't get traded. Do they still go after DeAndre and sign DeAndre? Okay. So you're – okay. Let's keep – let's back up on the moves. So you're not <laughs> talking uh, – you're talking about deal or moves that summer. Moves after the draft that they would have made. Um, man, the, the DeAndre thing's wild. Because, like, would they go get DeAndre knowing that they had Wendell? Because I think the Luka thing makes them want to win more at the moment. So, I don't think they'd go get DeAndre if they had Wendell. I honestly don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they do either because it's just a completely different team. I mean, maybe they talk themselves into it. And maybe they still do it. And he was kind of, I mean, he was sort of their only option, his only option, right? Like DeAndre, he'd either have to just take that player option with the Clippers or then he ends up, you know, on the map. I don't know where he would have ended up if he didn't. Yeah, because we've talked about it before. Luca changed the whole trajectory yeah. of everything and how 
if they end up with Wendell, then this process is way much slower and it is still rebuilding all of that. So a win now move like a DeAndre Jordan probably doesn't happen because they're looking at it saying, Hey, if you bring somebody like DeAndre in, like, no, this makes no sense. We're going to develop Wendell. So could they have taken the DeAndre money and went after another like wing or something like that? Yeah, sure. But that's, I mean, that's probably the route they would have taken, but yeah, I don't think DeAndre happens. I think the, the most interesting thing gets into one. They obviously don't have a, have the same amount of wins this coming season that they had with Luca. I mean, they only had 33, but I think the deals they made at the trade deadline, how would that be different if they had Wendell Carter Jr. instead of Luca? Man, so like I said earlier, I don't think they make the Harrison Barnes trade to get Justin. Well, Jackson. okay, we'll start with the Porzingis one. Yeah, they definitely so, don't make that one. But see, I think they do, and here's here's the ankle because I think if no matter what your roster looks like, you still got to go get KP because I know the mindset is, hey, we're going to go get him to pair him with Luca. But if you don't have any superstar and you can still get KP, you're still going to go get KP and say, okay, well at least now we have one guy. Now I think yeah, but, the question but the question that, becomes yeah does he re-sign, does he resign for that five year huge deal at that point how much of a selling point is Luca to him that he would stay that that's that? true because are you just yeah. trading for a guy for one year that's restricted that's going to pull the Nerlens thing again and go that route hey but if we trade for him <laughs> then I mean <laughs> he's a restricted free agent he was supposed to sign so we Mavs don't get credit if they uh, but I think the question is. Does Wendell replace Dennis Smith Jr. in that trade for Porzingis? Ooh, who would the Knicks rather have? Well, the Knicks would still have Mitchell Robinson, so probably not. True. I of think. Course, yeah, I think the Knicks. The Knicks are not um, adverse to doubling up on on positions. So they're like, hold up, hold up. We we want to chase how many Taj Gibson this summer? <laughs> we need Taj Gibson money. Um, yeah. So I I think. I think they obviously go after Porzingis still, and they would want him. And I think they would still swing for it, and you know, hope that like I, I think they would still swing for KB because they love him that much. Um, then you look at, but then you look at the Harrison deal. That's where it gets a little interesting because would they still do the Harrison Barnes deal if they didn't have Luca, and? Yeah, you know, how much was the Harrison Barnes deal saying, "Hey, we have Luca and KP. We're going to capitalize on this moment and bring in that third guy or Akimbo, whoever it is." Or is it? Do we just keep Harrison? And because another thing to think about that, if gosh, there's so many different angles. My mind's going all over the place. It just but can't go anywhere. If they don't do the KP trade, then you obviously don't take on the money of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee, um, and Therefore, Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan just come off your books over the summer. Yeah. So you're going to have cap space anyway. Yes. Also, if you don't do the Luka trade, you're, you're walking in the next summer with your 2019 pick also. Right. Which, which, is, which we'll get to. Yeah, which is another like trade chip and all that stuff. Uh, but So so let's take, a, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's talk about where we think the Mavs would have finished in 2019. Then uh, kind of do a little simulation of the lottery, and then who they would have gotten twenty in the twenty nineteen draft, and then let's look at what this team would look like going forward. All right, Isaac. So 
The Mavs, if they finish with less than 33 wins, then mm. let's say they finish with t- less than 29 wins because the Hawks had 29 wins that season. If they finish, and and, and let's and let's assume like that's not a that's not a far stretch because I want to no. assume in this scenario they still make the Porzingis trade. Like let's let's still bank on them doing that. And they're like one of the only teams saying, hey, we'll take on the bad contracts. We'll give up the picks and Dennis or Wendell, whoever it is. We want to go all in to get our one star. And then two, they had went, let's say, they had, you know, they obviously had Wendell on the roster and he still got hurt like he did. So not only would you be swapping out Luca for Wendell Carter Jr., but then Wendell wouldn't even be playing. So your team would definitely be worse than 33 wins. Definitely worse. Uh, and then if they're worse than 29, that puts them in the top five in the lottery. Uh, they would be given a, a pretty decent chance. They'd be guaranteed a top eight pick. So the Mavs pick ended up at 10, and it went to Atlanta. That's the pick that they traded in the Luka trade. Uh, it would have been guaranteed top eight, which is kind of crazy. So let's say that they're they're in that um, they're in that area. Who do, who do they target? Who is a, a player in that range they're targeting? So they're not. I don't. They could potentially get Zion. They'd have what well, they'd have close to you know ten percent, twelve percent chance at Zion. If they're at the fifth spot in the lottery, then they have a ten point five percent chance at Zion, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, okay, in this scenario, if they still did the Porzingis trade, you're yeah. still you you have a massive hole at the guard spot, and. You did. The, you do the Porzingis. Tri- Imagine this roster right now without Luca on it. So then we're not. Even, let's not even talk about free agency right now. What it's, happened this you past still have Harrison Barnes though? Yeah, yeah. You have Harrison Barnes. So I think their target at that point would be one of Darius Garland, Culver, Kobe White. Yeah. Or if they could I think they two, if they could get to two and take John Morant, that'd be kind of funny. Just replacing Dennis with John Morant. With John Morant, yes. Um, yeah, I think th- I think their goal would be to try to find that that point guard, and if not, try to find the point guard at that spot. They would that would change. You know, let's say they let's say they target Jarrett Culver. Let's say they land at six and the lottery, and they get Culver. So then they walk into free agency with uh, with cap space. Which they wouldn't if they made if they didn't make the Harrison Mark. Let's just say they had cap space, whatever, and they had Porzingis. They had you know Jarrett Culver and cap space. Wait, if they How made much the, is, if they made the Porzingis trade, they'd have Hardaway Jr. and Lee as well. That's and true. And they would have Harrison Barnes. They would probably still make the Harrison Barnes trade. You think so? Because they just, they wouldn't have a ton on the wings at that point. And I think I think one of the things about the Harrison Barnes trade, I honestly because he believe didn't because he didn't fit with Luca because yeah. the fit. And well, yeah, I, I think the Harrison, fit with Porzingis yeah. was a little worse, to be honest, because they liked Harrison at the four. Yeah, but that's just my guess. I don't have any sourced on that. But so they so they really probably wouldn't have cap space no, if they kept Harrison. That'd be the team. <laughs> yeah. So who would be a point guard? Brunson. It would be Brunson, Culver, Barnes, Br- Porzingis, and Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, that's true. Or Berea, I guess. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> 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 we said that this was the darkest timeline. Yeah, because, the, yeah, so, but even, okay, let's say they made the Harrison Barnes trade too. 
and then they they walked into free agency yeah. with Porzingis, Wendell Carter Jr., Jarrett Culver, yeah, basically, which is still super young. What you know? What does their free agency look like, and does it help them get somebody like Kemba Walker? That's saying, hey, you know, now now step into a natural point guard spot. <laughs> Like you're not you playing would off in, the ball at all. <laughs> yes, you're not playing off the ball. Step into it, and then you would, you know, if you did convince Kemba, Kemba to come, it would be Kemba and KP and you know these young guys, blah blah blah. What man, it would just what it help, what it change the who else, you know, if they would go after anybody else. I don't know. The like, hard part just, is for that team. There's just not a lot of point guards this summer. I mean, we went over this so many times because the Mavs, the Mavs could have probably used a point guard. No, they did. They got Delon Wright, which was like the second guy that they're going after, right? Like that was the second tier because Patrick Beverly was going to go back to the Clippers. Kemba was as soon as Boston came up, he was going to go there, and they went after him, and that didn't work. And then other than that, I mean, there wasn't a lot of point guards this summer, so yeah, <laughs> Dark, that's pretty crazy. Darkest timeline. So the the roster would they probably would have just kept all their same guys too. They have the they have the younger guys. If they don't yeah. do the Porzingis trade, you're going into oh, to next year with Dennis Jr., Jarrett Culver, Harrison Barnes, and Wendell Carter Jr. With a ton of cap space. With a bunch of cap space. Like an insane amount of cap space. To <laughs> get a center or a four or a three probably, like a wing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that would be going after all those guys. Uh, trade it, could they not. get Kawhi? Uh, why not? No, nah, so, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's so many different pathways they could go down. So many different, but, uh, they de- definitely did the right thing, right? I mean, there's, there's no going back on 1000%. <laughs> yeah. It's one, 1000% sign me up for this timeline. It, it's just another example of looking back and saying, man, just the, the day before the Luca draft, even walking in, Nick and I have talked about walking into the AC, Nick and myself, to that media draft party and sitting there in, you know, with in the tacos. AC with talk with these fajitas, talking to other media members, waiting for Donnie Nelson to come talk to the media before the draft and all this stuff. Like at that moment right there, Dallas is hinging everything on Dennis Smith Jr., where Harrison Barnes is at in his career and everything. And from that night on, things have flipped and changed. I mean, insane. Like now, two years later, you have Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis on the same team. And it's just, I mean, it's just crazy how much everything switched in two years. It's crazy. And it's awesome. But there you go. That's our first what if of the summer. Uh, tweet us and let us know what kind of what ifs we have some planned but we have a couple more wednesdays than we have planned so far let us know what some recent things from mavs history that you'd like us to do what ifs we're gonna do the we've we've done like farther back what ifs last season like we did Giannis and we did steve nash if they kept steve nash what if they drafted Giannis? we did that kind of stuff um we're gonna do like nerlands we're gonna do what if they didn't make the kp trade uh, different things like that. So let us know what you think. Tweet us at Lockdown Mavs, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris. As always, subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this and you're not subscribed, then you're just doing it wrong. So subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Google Play, Spotify, Himalaya, all that kind of stuff. And there you go. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, I think we're going to do a anything but Mavs mailbag. So 
Tweet us also your mailbag questions. Anything but Mavericks. If it's a Mavericks question, we won't answer it. It has to be anything but Mavs. And if we don't come up with any questions, we're going to come up with some of our own. So (laughs) there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.